Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. I hope everyone is having a great morning, afternoon, or evening. And the music seems to be a little louder than I this morning. I hope you can hear over that. The, uh, I thank everyone for being here this morning. My name is Bob, and I'm a co-host on You Are Okay Blog Talk Radio. And Mara will be joining us shortly. Our topic is Daily Horse Fight on the Horizon. And we are going to talk about our lives, our on the ball, right? You are enough of. Okay, I was able to get that music to stop. <laughs> wow. The I apologize for that this morning. The it says that it's playing at eighteen percent. It's a beautiful piece. Let's see. I just wanted to start out today by. Uh, reading a little bit from uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. In that, Don Miguel says, often when you go into a relationship with someone you like, you have to justify why you like that person. You only see what you want to see, and you deny there are things you don't like about the person. You lie to yourself just to make yourself right. Then you make assumptions, and one of the assumptions is, my love will change this person. But this is not true. Your love will not change anybody. If others change, it's because they want to change, not because you can change them. Then something happens between the two of you and you get hurt. Suddenly you see what you didn't want to see before. Only now it is amplified by your emotional poison. Now you have to justify your emotional pain and blame them. For your choices. We don't need to justify love. It is there or not there. Real love is accepting other people the way they are without trying to change them. If we try to change them, this means we don't really like them. Of course, if you decide to live with someone, if you make that agreement, it is always better to make that agreement with someone who is exactly the way you want him or her to be. Find someone whom you don't have to change at all. It is much easier to find someone who is already the way you want him or her to be instead of trying to change that person. Also, that person must love you just the way you are so he or she doesn't have to change you at all. If others feel they have to change you, that means they really don't love you just the way they are. So why be with someone if you're not the way he or she wants you to be? Very interesting, huh? And I believe I have Mara with us. Are you with us this morning? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning to everyone and to you. Wow. Very interesting quote because it goes so much with what our program is going to be about. Um, I think that Stalking Wolf and Apache Elder really said it well when he said, Trying creates impossibilities. Letting go creates what is desired. Wow. Yes, letting go. That's what 
it seems to be such a cliche thing or such a pop culture thing for us to hear today is let go and let God or let go and let love. But it's so true. And right now we have a caller from the 216 area code. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi, Mara. This is Deborah. How are you? Hello, Deborah. I'm fine, thank you. Welcome today. Uh, Would you hang on the phone for a little while while we kind of go through the formalities at the beginning, but we certainly do want to have you share your story about letting go and letting God in your life. Okay? Deborah? Did we lose her? No, I think I may have hit mute too early. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, as long as she's still there. Yeah, Yeah, I think that... You know, one of the things the Quran says is God helps those who persevere. And I think that persevering many times is letting, uh, once again, back to those magic words, letting go of the need to control the situation, such as you described in your quote or in your introduction there, and accepting things as they are. And that's trusting God to find the whole solution, persevering, remembering that we manifest not only wonderful, wonderful things like we've talked about, but as I talked about last week, we also manifest negative things into our lives. And many That's times right, we, we sure do. It used to be I've been traveling for the last three weeks, and I just want to put out some gratitude out there, which was the topic of our, or your discussion last week, because I wasn't able to join you. But in with all the travel that I do, it seems that in the last, couple of months, I've really been blessed not to have had flight delays or been trapped somewhere in an airport. Everything has gone very, very smoothly. In fact, I've had flights that have landed a half an hour early, and I've just been very blessed. And it's been because the way that I talk about the way that the travel is going to happen for me. I, I kid you not when I tell you that I used to have what I would say was so much travel drama and I took that those two words out of my vocabulary. I even hesitated saying them now. The And I've turned that to travel delight instead so that I put that out there to the universe and I'm not sitting in airports as long. I'm not spending the night in places where I don't want to be because the plane was late. And it really has changed my the way that I think about things uh, travel-wise and about other things in my life because it's once you see it working in one small aspect of your life, you can start manifesting things in another uh, more, better, big, greater things. The So I just want to thank the universe and thank everyone for their participation in that. And I think it's important that we have every day a, that we say thank you even if there's no one there to say thank you to, just say it out loud. Thank you for everything that's gone on during the day. Exactly, because actually there always is someone there to say thank you. Uh, It's that spirit of the universe, the all that is, the great spirit, whatever word you want to use. There's someone always listening to us. And interestingly, part of what we'll talk about later, there's someone always talking to us. And expressing appreciation for things just as they are, even when we've got ourselves trapped 
in a relationship where people expect us to be someone we are not. Even in that time, that's a growth lesson. That other person is providing you a chance to reach to your highest self and uh, also to see more in them than they are showing and to decide if, if what you see is enough. That's right, and we are enough. Yeah, and we are We're always enough. enough. We're always enough unto ourselves, but are we enough to meet that other person's expectations and needs? Are, are we enough for them? And if not, then the glory of free will, no shame, no blame, is that we can move forward and allow God to bring someone whom, with whom we are exactly the right person into our lives. That we don't need to mess around. That person just loves us just the way we are. And it frees, I used to say to a friend, a man I thought I loved immensely, maybe I did, that, you know, when we get on the train with someone else, we ride past the station where the love we, of our life is waiting. Sometimes we have to just get off the train. And that's the glory of free will. It's the glory of listening to our intuition. So many times we ignore our intuitions in order to open our hearts up to what we want to happen, which we're going to talk about in greater depth as we move forward today. And Deborah is going to share her story about letting go and letting God in her life. Yesterday I asked Mara, I, you know, that I have a friend who always told me, don't force it, just let it happen. Stop forcing things. And I would say, well, I'm trying to manifest it, so let me... Uh, let me do what I need to do to make it happen. And he would always just look at me and go, oh, you just you try too hard. You don't need to try that hard. You stop forcing it. So I've asked Mara today to kind of answer that question for me. And one of the things that I ran across this morning as I was preparing was in a, it's a very small book, a very powerful book called The Law of Success uh, by Paramahansa Yogananda. And in that, one of the things that he says is that it's entitled The Need for Self-Analysis. And he says, another secret of progress is self-analysis. Introspection is a mirror in which we see recesses of your mind that otherwise would remain hidden from you. Diagnose your failures and sort out your good and bad tendencies. Analyze what you are, what you wish to become, and what shortcomings are impeding you. Decide the nature of your true task, your mission in life. Endeavor to make yourself what you should be and what you want to be. As you keep your mind on God and attune yourself to his will, you will progress more and more surely in your path. Your ultimate purpose is to find your way back to God, but you also have to task, have a task to perform in the outer world. Willpower combined with initiative will help you to recognize and fulfill that task. So what are your thoughts on that? Wow. First of all, Yogananda is truly my master, and that passage brought tears to my eye as I thought about, you know, your ultimate mission is to find your way back to God. And um, 
I believe your and my ultimate mission is to help lead people on that path to that destination, believing they're good enough. And as they believe they're good enough, it will ultimately lead them to uh, believing they are enough in their jobs. Uh, it will lead them to trusting their uh, their intuition when their jobs don't work. And they will pretty soon uh, begin to find, uh, I believe I'm sensing, God-infused lives. God-infused lives. And... Uh, there are days when I am there, and I appreciate that. Um, I think I, I'm kind of I'm I apologize, but I'm a little bit strucken by the intensity of that. If there's such a word as strucken, um, before we go into the breathing and the uh, prayer meditation moment that guides us into our topic today, I think what Yogananda says reminds me of a Zen saying that if you sit quietly doing nothing, spring comes and the grass grows green. Now the thing about Zen sayings is they always leave the ultimate conclusion for you to figure out, and some people are great at figuring it out and some are not. So perhaps we could also say this, sit quietly, do nothing, spring comes and the grass grows green by itself. In other words, there is a universal, universal order that things are going to continue to exist, and sometimes things will happen in a way that we have not imagined, that we are not capable of imagining. Only the master of all, the creator, creator of all, the design artist of this, can put that special touch on a moment that we are struggling to control Proverbs and don't force that. it. You're right. Don't force don't it. Don't force it. Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Is that what Yogananda is saying? Bob, I'm going to leave you to begin our breathing exercise. That, my, that in mind. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. For today's breathing exercise, what I'd like to do is I'd like to, I, I love to work in the yard and work in the garden, plant things, and, and it's becoming that time of year when you can plant things in the yard or in the little seed starter kits, so I, I tend to be very in a very meditative state when I do that, and, and if I'm not able to be planting something, I was the other day kind of, you know, this little breathing exercise where... I imagine my, as I take three deep breaths, filling up my lungs with air, taking in as much air as you possibly can until it almost hurts or you feel that air just ready to come out through your clavicles, getting every air sac in your lung oxygenated. And as you're doing that, think of yourself as a little seed in the in the dirt, and then some rain falls down and you feel yourself being cleansed. And that breath, that you, as you let that breath out, you start to feel the shell crack around you. Then you start feeling growing up and shooting up from, that, from the ground, 
as you're taking another breath. And that shoot grows out of the ground and the sun is there and the sun is pulling that air through you, through those roots and pulling the water up and you're growing and growing and growing as you breathe in that air. And as you let that air out, you start to see leaves coming on to the shoot. And you see more leaves and more leaves as the air is returning back through your feet into the ground, through the roots of that plant. Pull again that air up through those roots and feel that those leaves now becoming bigger. Visualize the little buds there, the little flowers. Now as you let the air back out, allow yourself to think of the fruit that will be growing on those little flowers. So think of a little tomato that's there and the little tomato is green and it's getting bigger and bigger and you feel that sun upon you, the little plant that's now a big plant. And as you pull the air in and let the air out, you notice that the sun is ripening that tomato and you feel so refreshed. And think of yourself just taking a bite of that tomato and how good that tomato tastes and how it was that oxygen and and carbon dioxide and just kind of getting back to the earth and back to where we came from. We all started out as a little seed. And let the air fill your lungs. Exhale, and as you exhale, allow all the air to come out, almost to a point where you almost gasp to take air in again, but get all of that stale air out of your lungs. Let it all out. Let it cleanse your body. Let it cleanse the cells. Let it rejuvenate your cells and rejuvenate your body. And as we close our breathing exercise, we're going to do that with the music by Detlef Schwerter, Been a Good Day, and Mara will guide us in a short prayer. Divine One, creator of all things, master of the universe, help us this day to remember that our daily horoscope, our daily promise, is that light is on the horizon, that in the next moment, you are there for us, always. Help us to reach out to one another in love and appreciation and caring, understanding that even though they may not fit into a model of how we think they should be, they fit into the universal model, your model of being exactly who they need to be. Guide us each to find people in our lives that enrich us and we enrich them exactly as we are. Whether that be in our daily lives, in our work, In all things. We ask this in the name of all that is holy, and together we join our arms and hands.
expanding peace around the universe. Love, joy, peace. And we invite you to help us by coming into our lives so that through our actions and words, for the first time on this planet, in its many, many attempts with this species, we give peace a chance. We ask this in the holy name of the universe. You're welcome. You're welcome. This program today has carried me away a bit. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a listener instead of a participant, perhaps. It's, it's been wonderful. Thank you for providing this opportunity by joining with me today. Oh, I'm delighted, delighted to be here. And I wish I would have been there last week, but sometimes circumstances are such that we'll have to do the show alone. <laughs> and those days will come for you too, my friend. <laughs> oh, I know. Feel, <laughs> then you will feel the length of one hour. <laughs> yes. One and hour can be a long time when you're going at it alone and watching the switchboard, which wasn't working <laughs> quite right this morning, which is why the music seemed louder and it didn't look like you were here. Oh, the, okay, but is it working all right now? It seems to be working fine, yes. Perfect. Perfect. The, as I think everyone knows, we would love to have guest callers. Our, the call-in number is 646-595-3584. And this is probably a good time to bring Deborah on, even though we aren't quite ready to have uh, her share her story. It's uh, a good opportunity for her to be a part of the program and start interacting with us. So um, I'm presuming you can do that? I just did. Good morning, Deborah. How are you today? Um, good morning, Mara. I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. And this is Bob. Bob, Deborah called uh, last week on Tuesday. On Thursday, I wasn't able to do the program, but I think she may have called that day also. So we're really blessed to have a steady listener and commentator. Uh, you asked me earlier, what's the difference between forcing and basically letting go and letting God, God in our lives. Living God-infused lives is kind of a tough thing, but to me the difference is letting go and letting God come up with the result rather than me trying to manipulate the result. The perfect example is in the passage that you started off with where we fall in love with someone, but there are things about them that niggle at us, that don't feel quite right. And we choose to ignore those things, believing that we are going to fix that person. 
Now, first of all, there's an insult in that whole idea because for God, that person's exactly who they need to be to accomplish all that they need to accomplish. So that person needs to be able to be who they are in order to do what God expects them to do. But no, we're going to change the situation. We're going to fix them and help them be exactly who we need them to be. And it starts small. Maybe we start laying clothes on the bed. We start telling them what to drink. When we're out, we start correcting the way they talk. We start uh, suggesting the way they should eat their food, what food they should eat. Uh, we suggest what they should read so that they will get the ideas that we believe in rather than holding the ideas that hold true for them, which are the messages that they need in order for them to be all they can be. So the difference between manipulating or forcing and letting go and letting God is really how involved are you in the project. Manifestation, just as I said earlier, is good and bad, but the reality is that when we allow our spirit to manifest, we are bringing our unique connection to the universe into the picture, and we're letting God orchestrate our lives. How often do any of our listeners say, "For you can substitute man or woman. Since I'm a woman, I'm going to ask for a wonderful man in my life. And then instead of saying, thank you, God, for bringing to me a man with whom I will be compatible in all things, I say, thank you, God, for making John love me. <laughs> ah! Am I really letting go, or, I, or am I even telling God what the divine plan should be? Sounds in like you're being a little dictatorial to me. Exactly. And in doing that, we are forfeiting the wonderful magic of God in our lives. The beautiful, beautiful magic. The Shivatashvatra Upanishad says... His divine power creates this magic show of name and form and you and me casting a spell of pleasure and pain. Magical, magical combination. I love the Tai Chi. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. When I let go of what I have, I receive what I need. Phenomenal. So the distinction is, are you leaving the result up to God or are you holding the reins? And Deborah, this would be a great time for you to share with us some of your story. Okay. Uh, well, um, in line with what you're talking about as far as letting go and let, letting God, uh, I would have to say after a, a car accident in 1990, what I had to let go of was the wanting to know why it happened or what I was supposed to, to do about it or, you know, that was the biggest, I, I would say that was the biggest thing, you know, why did it happen? 
and letting go of um, the negative side of, 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 you know, of the car accident. You know, the fact that, you know, it left me with a disability, you know, and I, I couldn't see, you know, the blessings that came as a result of that. And Deborah, uh, so that you know, I have different listeners, some of the same, but some different listeners Bob and I have today. So could you please uh, repeat where that car accident left you? And I know that's a painful memory, but I certainly think it's a value for those who weren't listening on Tuesday. Well, it, you know, after being in a, a car accident in 1990, it left me with a spinal cord injury, C7, C8, quadriplegic, which means that I don't have... Um, full use of all four of my limbs, both arms and legs. So I use a wheelchair to get around, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, for I would say for the first year and a half, you know, you know, I just kept asking myself the wrong types of questions, you know, just why did this happen, why me, you know, why this, why that, why the other. Uh, I guess because I was going through the different stages, they say you go through denial and anger, and I forget all the stages, but uh, I was there for a while. Uh, you know, and I eventually, you know, I had to move on, and uh, I found myself in a place of just not wanting to ask myself any questions at all. You know, I just came up with a plan. Okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and, you know, I'm just going to make, you know, it be what I want it to be. But along the way, you know, there was a lot of stuff. I, the reason I wasn't, you know, progressing is because I had let go of a lot of stuff from my past, my childhood, um, or even from the accident. Yeah. Okay. And so how is it that you were able to start letting that go? What is it that prompted you, if you know? Mm, like everyone else, I heard that this thing, let go and let God, and, you know, I didn't really understand it, so I did, you know, search, you know, different denominations of religions. I found one eventually that, you know, made sense to me. And, you know, right. and, and in my study of the Bible, it, you know, a lot more things became a lot more clear. When I began to have a relationship with God, that's when things became easier. Good, good. There are many paths to the light. I'm glad you found one for you. And do you... um as part of that, have you come to value yourself? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, that was huge, um, learning to, you know, love myself and value who I was as a, as a human being, um, beginning to believe that I deserved, you know, to have life or love or be loved. Um, and the biggest lesson I had to learn is that I had to accept myself and want to be with me before I could expect or, or or want others to to do do the same. Exactly, love others as you love yourself. Yeah, but the big thing for me was loving myself first. I thought exactly. I could love others before I loved myself. You know, so I thought exactly. I loved many people throughout my life, uh, and only recently became aware that I, you know, I really needed to work harder on loving who I was, me first. Absolutely. That passage probably, I think when they wrote that, they probably instead of said, saying love others as you love yourself, it should have said love yourself and love others. Mm-hmm. Because so many times people take that to mean love others more than yourself. Mm-hmm. And so they completely give up all their spirit in order to connect with 
this um, this need to love uh, others. Uh, altruism has its benefits, but unfortunately, too many times it leaves the person without. Without. So now, how did this start manifesting? Once you started loving yourself, tell us about the manifestations in your life that you saw from God. God working in your life. Well, I'd always wa- wanted or continue to believe that there would be an opportunity for me to walk or at least to have more freedom from my paralysis than I than I did. And I did find, not that he was lost, but I, you know, I did read about a doctor who was performing a procedure called Brucker Biofeedback. Right here in the U.S. of A., I was really happy about that because a lot of treatments that I found out about were over, you know, overseas, like in China or in, in uh, Canada um, and other parts of Europe. And this physician is actually here in the U.S., um, uh, in Miami, Florida. And you know, I go ahead, to... plug him. Huh? Plug him. Tell us his name. Oh, his name is Dr. Bertard S. Brucker, and he's down at the Miami Jewish Home and Hospital in Miami, Florida. Uh, there's only four places in the U.S. that actually offer this treatment. The main one is in my, at the Miami Jewish Home and Hospital, but also there's a one in Texas, one in uh, Michigan, one in Pennsylvania, and uh, then there, of course, there's, I think, four overseas, you know, Jerusalem, India, China, and uh, one other place. So they all have, you know, have been trained or studied under Dr. Bernard Brucker and then went to their own facilities, and they now offer this procedure. But uh, anyone who winds up with, you know, a spinal cord injury that is not in those places will not have an opportunity to have this procedure and uh, it doesn't matter how wonderful your insurance is because, you know, medical insurance will not cover it, even though he's been using this procedure to successfully help people to rehabilitate people with spinal cord injury since 1969. It's even though that's over, what is that, over the, well, close to, no, over 30 years ago, it's still considered experimental. So there you have it. Well, I think that Deborah, as I read your uh your blog in association with Blog Talk Radio, and could you tell me, uh, why don't you tell us the name of that blog before I proceed, so that people can go and read it too, but uh, why don't, what is the name of your blog here on Blog Talk Radio? It's, uh, my husband wrote the blog, it's called First Step, Next Step. First Step, Next Step, now, tell me, there are other manifestations in life at, for you besides running into this wonderful doctor. Uh, I think you've had some personal manifestations. I'm not sure what order they came in. Uh, from reading your blog, I sense that you've found a wonderful husband who meets your needs and you meet his without changing. Is that fair to say? That's absolutely fair to say. I met him um, three years after uh, the, I had the car accident uh, while we were both in college. And you know we you know we were friends for quite some time before we began dating because we both were at different points in our lives. He was at a point where he wasn't ready to date, and I was at a point where I was very ready to date. <laughs> so we just <laughs> remained friends. <laughs> um, so you know, um, but he you know he is just a beautiful human being. Um, he, wonderful father we you know we have a son together who's now 11 you know who I also had after that was another um wonderful blessing in addition to my life you know watching him grow and become the person he's going to be 
a lot like his father. It's, it's always wonderful to see people, you know, emulate uh, the qualities of another, you know, person. Just want to see how the whole, you know, loving and teaching and raising a child can be when there's two people involved. It's just wonderful. Odd in your daily life, huh? Yes, in, in daily life, you know, that including homeschooling, which is just another, you know, way for me to have freedom in my own life and 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 have it go in the direction that, uh, you know, that God and I think is best, you know, because I have asked. You know, I I don't, you know, at the time when it was time for him to go to, you know, school, I just didn't see how that was going to be possible because the buildings at the time were not accessible. And I okay. just couldn't see, you know, dropping him off and not knowing, you know, if he made it to the class okay, you know, how the students would be. How the kids would te- treat him, you know, with a, having a mom that had, a, you know, that used a wheelchair, because kids can be cruel. And yeah. I did pray about it for months, and it's like it came across um, in the mail. Uh, someone mentioned, you know, was talking about homeschooling, um, and I began to investigate and found out what I needed to do. And you know, it's been a, you know, I've been doing it for the last six years. It's wonderful because I get to spend time and truly get to know him as a person, you know, what his likes and dislikes are, what he loves to do, and, you know, rather than me setting out a plan for his life, I allow his talents, wants, and desires to, to guide and direct me in the in the direction he should go. Well, wonderful. Deborah, what a wonderful story. Thank you so much for sharing. We'd love for you to stay on the air and and join in our discussions as you just go ahead and dart in if there's something you feel moved to add. Because, my friends, the reality is God is talking in our lives all the time. Each and every one of us are connected to the universe. Each and every one of us have a God-driven life, if we're willing, willing, listen. God will infuse everything we do if we just believe that we are enough and that in our ways we acknowledge him and let him guide our paths. I love what Mary Morrissey said. She said, have you ever struggled to find work or love only to find them after you have given up? This is the paradox of letting go. Let go in order to achieve. Letting go is God's law. How many times have we had our friends say to us, oh, I found this or that after I stopped looking for it? After mm-hmm. you say, all right, I'm, you know, I've dated 25 people and I'm just, just going to forget about it. It'll happen when it happens. And then a month later you find that, wow, they found somebody or they were looking for a job, and you know, when they quit looking, that's when the phone started ringing and the resumes or the resume was on the street, but yet no one was calling. You're frustrated, and then all of a sudden, wow, you get the phone call because you have because you weren't forcing it. I, I'm kind of answering my own question to you as we go through today. I'm glad you are because that, that's is, what it's all about. Is, the you know, my, both Mara and I have. You know, full-time jobs, or sometimes they're jobs and a half or two jobs in a week. And this is sort of our hobby, if you would, for lack of a better word at the moment. And we kind of take turns coming up with what the topics are. And it's never 
we're really just given the topics because I'll say, no, you have the topic this week, or she'll say, no, you have it, and I'll write back in an email and say, no, the topic this week is gratitude. And it's never really a question. And this week I was very busy with work, and I said, okay, you have the topic, right? And she sent me back the topic and said, oh, you're going to laugh at this one. And, of course, the name of it this week is Daily Horoscope, Light on the Horizon. And, you know, we all – I started thinking – I was laughing when I responded and said, oh, this is great. But I started thinking about it, and I used to always read my horoscope. And, you know, the thing with horoscopes is that they are – they might set your tone for the day maybe or maybe kind of give you an idea of what you should manifest for the day. So maybe it is something that helps people to to guide them a little bit. And, and you know, we maybe we don't believe in a horoscope. And, and certainly they're very generic because if you think of how many billions of people there are in this world and, and how many people there are that, you know, share the same birthday or the same birth month or that period of time that a horoscope runs for, you know, it's applicable to millions of people for that day. So, and that second and that hour, exactly. So, and yet I do. And I think it really I just sets, sets you, kind of gives you something to think about for that day of what, or gives you an idea of what not to do at times, too, because sometimes they're not always positive for horoscope. So I thought it was funny, but then also after pondering it a while, thought, you know, it, the it's something that is out there every day and use it to your betterment. You know, when, when that topic came to me, I would love to take credit for it, but it, it actually came to me from the other side almost simultaneously with your saying it was my day. I thought, I started laughing and I thought, oh my gosh, what, you know, daily horoscope, light on the horizon. And because I happen to believe that God is so powerful, that uh, love is so powerful, that uh, she could cause me to be born at the precise moment that he needed me to be born in order for me to be influenced by the stars. And I stay open to that influence. I stay open to God acting in my life. I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience with the universe because I never, ever disconnected. I do not understand the human struggle with faith because I know. It's not a faith issue for me. I have never been disconnected from God. And so I've always felt the power of the stars. And I have to tell you that those horoscopes, although it all depends on who's reading them, are really right on for me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. And so when I saw this daily horoscope light on the horizon, it was like, oh, my gosh. Although I laughed at how funny it kind of sounds. The reality is it's a promise for everyone. It's, it's a promise that if we can just take time to open ourselves up, kind of leaning back and exposing your heart to the universe, and if you can live your truth consistently and totally believing that God values each and every one of us and is right there helping to guide you through your life, 
you can learn to trust God more than you trust yourself. And yet, I think we all have instances when we don't do that. I was sharing with Bob yesterday when he sent me his fateful question that I had an email that I insisted go out. Literally, I mean, I have to tell you, I am very insistent in my profession. And I tried it on multiple different ways until finally it went out only, even though my instincts, even though my gut instincts, even though the voices in my head told me. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Exactly. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Thursday night or Wednesday night, one night, I did it anyway. I sent it out. I I ignored. So people, we are frail human creatures. Here I am saying to you, I have never doubted God. What a wonderful blessing in my life. I don't know what faith is because I've always known. I've always been connected. I'm a heightened sixth sensor. And yet, I still ignored God. So forgive yourself. Light is on the horizon. We all ignore the messages from God. We all ignore our gut instincts. We all ignore the... um, And that's what really those messages, for me anyway, from God are. It's those gut instincts. It's that... the not to sound crazy, but the voices in your head that tell you to do something, which, you know, is everyone has them, that you have, you know, a conversation, you're having conversations with God or with love or with with yourself, and you know what the answer is, but yet you say, no, let's just try it this way and try to manipulate it to what you want to happen, even though you know what what quote-unquote fate is. Exactly. You fight the divine plan in order to put in place the Marge, the Mara, the Bob, the Deborah, and everyone else their plan. Because we're sure that really, if God had thought about it a little closer... <laughs> then he would have thought of it the way that I'm thinking of it, and it would it would go my way. Exactly. You've got it. That's the formula. That is the formula. I'd like to share a news article that I read today that really was right on topic when I was led to that I just thought oh my goodness is this weird or what but it is so true and it shows you know God working in a life this uh, there was this unsolved uh, death in, in New York the state of New York it happened in 1993 and I'm not real familiar with where New, all about New York and where the parts are. So forgive me if I just kind of talk in words without having a sense. I'm not going to say up or down for the very reason I don't want to sound like a complete idiot, but they found this body in something called the Titicus Reservoir, which is um, in Summers, New York. And the body had a backpack on with 38 pounds of rocks in it. Now, we all might think foul play, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But it was 1993. So between 1993 and today, last time I checked, this was 2008. So for 15 years, they've been trying to sort out how this body came to be there and who it was. 
And we all see TV, cold case and stuff. And this body, resolving who this was so that this unidentified doe person, um, they may call them different names when they're put into the ground, but this unidentified person could actually be buried in his own name. So what happened is they finally send this photograph out to the Berkshires. I think those are mountains. And a teacher who was retired from there who had grown up in Bellport, New York, saw the picture. Her name was Terry Yukovic. Terry, namaste. You did the right thing. Good job for listening to the intuition of it all. She looked at that picture, and she had two immediate feelings. One was she knew that building, and two, she knew that little baby boy in the picture. I'm going to tell you, folks, I look at pictures from way, way, way when. I'm not going to remember who the person was. I wish I could. It's kind of a guessing match, unless it's my brother's or my sister. I just am not that good. This was a baby, almost indescribable. She called the police. They went and checked, and now that soul, Andrew, is going to be put to rest by his family. And here's what Ms. Yukovic said. I'm not a psychic or anything like that, but I think maybe Andrew worked through me to finally get some closure. God working in our daily lives. Huge, huge example of someone just allowing themselves to expose their heart. Come on, my friends. Throw your shoulders back and feel your heart. Open it up there and expose it. Flaunt your chest. Expose your heart and let God talk to you and believe that you are worthy. Important part of Deborah's journey. Recognizing that she... So, Bob, I know you have some more to share on this topic, and I don't want to dominate it. I would like to share Joseph Campbell's quote. We must be willing to let go of the life we have planned so as to accept the life that is waiting for us. What do you think about that, Bob? Don't force it. <laughs> that's that's the only comment that I have. The, How about forcing? Do you for do you find yourself forcing? Can you? I used to force yourself? a lot. I find that I don't force that much anymore. I try not to. Of course, I'm human, and 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 I have an ego. I think that's what you told me yesterday. That forcing is, has a lot to do with ego. Yes. And I, I don't think that's what you told me. That's what you told me. And that that was part of it. And, yeah, you know, sometimes I do try to force things. And it's silly because some of the things that I try to force are just stupid, stupid little things. Can you give us some examples? So, no? Just, uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. That's okay, because manifesting is a mind and spirit thing, my friends. Not an ego-driven, let me, let me win type thing. No. I wanted to say today's Super Bowl Sunday, and Super Bowl Sunday always has a, has a 
kind of a bittersweet with it for me. I remember my my grandfather died uh, six years ago yesterday, and he was a big, big sports fanatic. And he was it, was, it was Super Bowl Sunday is the day that they had when he was laid out in the funeral home. And, you know, the family all said, hey, you know, if he were here, he wouldn't want us to be, you know, all sitting around crying and and being upset. He'd he'd be putting the football game on. So we asked the funeral people, the directors, if it was okay, as if we could bring in a TV. And we just set up and had a Super Bowl party. And the whole time during, we would just say, yeah, he's sitting up there, and he's got this big old screen TV. And it was actually uh, my hometown is St. Louis. And that year, it was the St. Louis Rams and the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl. So it was even more special then. But as I said, bittersweet. I was always very close with my grandfather, and I and I still remain close with him. I, I know that he's there a lot of times when I need him to be. And yesterday I was making some soup and cutting up vegetables and thinking about my grandpa, and my doorbell rang. And there was a girl, uh, a neighbor that came over, and this neighbor, a couple, uh, they were in a car accident about about a year ago, maybe. I'm not sure exactly on the dates. And her husband was killed in the accident, and she lost her unborn child. And she was in the hospital for a very long time. And she yesterday came to the door, and I answered the door, and she said, Hi, I'm your neighbor. I've been your neighbor for a while. I've never come over to say hello or to introduce myself, and I just wanted to tell you hello and give you this little gift. And she handed me a box of chocolates. And I was kind of taken aback because, I had been sitting there thinking about my grandfather, and he always gave my grandmother on on holidays a box of chocolate and some money. And when I saw that box of chocolate, I just was floored because it was like my grandfather had, number one, it took so much courage for the young lady to come over after all this time, and bless her heart, the, it was, like God sent that box of chocolate to remind me or for my grandfather telling me, hey, everything's going to be, everything's well. You know, let go and let God. And that's what I have to share on that today. Yes. There's a wonderful Georgian chant. And all will be well, and all will be well and all manner of things will be well. And And with that, I'm going to start a little music for meditation. This is Wind Dancing by Soaring Eagle. Beautiful music.
Laura, thank you for joining us today. You're so appreciative. So appreciative that you did. Oh, I'm so grateful that you had me on. Thank Thank you. you so much. Thank you. We must learn to let go, to give up, to make room for the things we have prayed for and desired. Those are the words of Charles Fillmore. With that, I say namaste, my friends. May love enfold you, and may you use the word love for God. Bob? May everyone have a wonderful week. Remember to let go and let love. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you very much. Bob, I, I have a switchboard, too. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, they, don't, they, aren't, they aren't getting this. I was able to put the switchboard up, too, so what I did was I, um, I cut Soaring Eagle. I realized it was going to go longer than we did, so I dropped uh, I was it wondering, down. I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I couldn't believe it. Deborah, you're hearing. This is Bob. Deborah, I'd like to introduce uh, you to Bob. Are you there still? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, yes. This is Bob. Thank you so much for adding your words and your insight to our program yeah, today. Thank you My very husband. much. I appreciate oh. thanking you for allowing me to come on. I would have, re- if you ever do a show on gratitude again, please, please allow me to come back. That's really just. Uh, uh, I read a book called uh, "Count Your Blessings: The Healing Power of Gratitude" um, by Dr. John F. D. Martini, and I tell you, gratitude has helped me to even see some pearls and, and things in my life that I you know, that I didn't even realize was there until I began to really look for something on purpose to be grateful for. That I think we with all of the stuff that we're inundated with in this world today, we sometimes forget to stop and take a look at what we already have. You oh, know, we're so busy, so right. you know, trying to obtain more that sometimes we, we forget the gems that we already have in our lives already without even having to ask that they're just there. And sometimes we have to take the time to be grateful and, and, and thank, you know, everybody that's, you know, already there, ourselves, our spouses, children, friends, relatives, um, you know, neighbors, whomever. You're so right, Deborah. And let me tell you, every week we celebrate gratitude. So any time that you feel like you would like to share your message, you, you need to know that we will take whatever topic we have and use it to provide you an opportunity to to speak uh, anytime you want. We are so appreciative that you've called in. We would ask you to do two things. Uh, They're kind of bookkeeping things, but in keeping, we would really like our program to become a favorite so that it gets better advertising. So if you can uh, rate it however you want, we would appreciate that. And if you think we're good enough to be one of your favorites, if you could designate us a favorite, we would say thank you, thank you. But we are blessed that you were here. Now, how do I do that on the on the? Uh, I haven't figured everything out with Blog Talk okay, Radio. Okay, well, yet. in you terms. Know, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I just didn't know. How do you favorite or or uh, well, the rating? The, I, haven't, the, I guess I haven't figured out how to do that yet. The rating part, you go into the comment section on our, you'll see where this program is. Okay, okay. Now Blog Talk okay. Radio. You go into the comment section, and it will ask you for a rating, and then you can put a comment. And awesome. in terms of the favorite, I think you do that on our site all the, also, and you just say add as a favorite. 
Okay. Right. It's just right below where the profile is at. There's a button to add to favorites. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'm still learning this technology, so thank you for making me aware of that. Well, we're learning too, but we sure appreciate your support, and we really appreciate your support by calling in. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We we need more shows like what you all do as far as gratitude and empowerment and allowing people to really know that they are okay, you know, just being who they are. I mean, that's not what you hear, you know, on television or radio, you know, and it's just, you know, this this is a a perfect venue uh, for people to come to and and get what they need that they're not getting, that they may not be either giving to themselves yet because they haven't learned or read the books yet, or that they're not maybe they're not getting it at home, or they're definitely not going to get it from the entertainment industry. So uh, I just think that this But definitely is, not. <laughs> no, absolutely no. not. You know, you're not going to get a good shot in the arm from watching the nightly news, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so blessings to you. Blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And so, Bob, shall we talk on a different line in a few minutes? Yeah, give me a call in a few minutes on my house number. I'll call you on my cell phone. Sounds like a deal. Talk to you soon, dear. Thank you again, Deborah, and we look forward to hearing from you. You have a wonderful week. Oh, you do the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Peace be with you. Bye.